0: Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Montreal jazz composer and trumpeter Remy Cormier. We delved into his new 2023 CD called Glimpse, Surviving COVID, His History in Music, and so much more. He has always stood out on the jazz scene both in Quebec and internationally and is now considered one of the most talented trumpeters of his generation. We cover all of this and a lot of good ground enjoy well man it's great to meet you thank you for taking a minute out today and i want to kind of begin our conversation we're getting on the four-year anniversary of, of the pandemic how did you survive that time period and how did it change you as we got out of it great question i think i was pretty lucky actually because uh
1: uh you know i i'm a jazz musician but i also i also live as a freelance musician for the last 12 years in montreal and uh, i'm lucky enough to be part of the like TV show and industry. uh, And that's pretty much the same thing that didn't close uh, during the whole pandemic. So I did a whole bunch of, you know, like uh, we have the equivalent of the voice here, which is La Voix and a bunch of shows like that. So I kept me going. And uh, we, we also had um, uh, Justin Trudeau made something that like all the uh, people that couldn't work as much as before got uh, some type of revenue. Like I think it was two thousand dollars a month so you know mixing that with all the gigs i went it was all right you know it wasn't the be- greatest year but uh i i think i feel i'm pretty lucky i'm one of the lucky people that kept working a little bit and you know i had more free time as usual but i you know that that let me do my album and compose more and you know use my free time to do some positive stuff and do some you know
0: more uh, creating stuff yeah, for sure. So the latest album is Glimpse, correct?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, let's get into the to to the abstract. Um how how did this album come about? I mean, it was obviously done during the pandemic. What was kind of the motivating force? Uh well, I've always told myself uh, that I would do
1: it, you know, make my own album, start my own uh my own music, but I guess I got pretty comfortable with the freelance thing. Uh you know, just playing some wedding gigs and usual stuff and i it I, I got very busy with it also uh playing a couple hundreds gigs uh, every year and you know i was running around everywhere so i never really had the time to sit down and be like okay if i want to make this stuff happen i need to build a team around me i need some pr i need some you know artists working on the cover you know all all the the stuff that's not the music because the music was there i i I always been writing music and uh, the music was there to to be released but i needed to focus so i guess when the pandemic hit i'm like hey man if i don't do it now i've been saying for the last 10 years that i would do it if it's not happening right now it's never gonna happen so it pushes it pushed me a little bit to to just do it you know make
0: the move so what are you ultimately hoping the listener gets from this album? What's your anticipation?
1: Um, I guess, like, you know, because I was hesitating. Uh, I, I used to play in a lot of, like, more funky bands. You know, uh, one of my heroes is Roy Hargrove. Uh, I, I love some of his uh, grooving material. And and I thought, you know what? If I'm going to do my own stuff, I'd rather do the more crazy out there, out of the box Uh Music because if i don't do it by myself it's never gonna happen i'm always gonna be i'm always gonna be able to play pop music and funk and hip-hop and r&b soul and all that st- other stuff that i'm playing but uh i'm like if i want a project to play that crazy stuff i better make it happen myself or it's never so i try to you know go out of the box and uh, i hope like the people that come to the show are even if i'm not like reinventing music or anything i, I hope they they're
0: feeling like it's a bit new and it's like pushing things a little bit and i that's that's the main goal. So how did this all begin for you? How did this journey into the music and more specifically jazz happen for you?
1: Uh well I started early like i i picked up the trumpet when i was 6 which is pretty uh unusual. Uh but my, all my family uh, are musicians. I have four sisters they all they're all singers and pianists and you know they all play a bunch of instruments. My both my parents are our teachers, uh, singers and stuff. So I guess when I was young, they just asked me what I wanted to play. And I saw a trumpet, like in all these Disney movies, you know, and, and I'm like, I want to play that. And they're like, the trumpet? I'm like, yep. And they're like, okay, sure. <laughs> like, so they got me a trumpet. And uh, I never quite really stopped, you know. I just, um, I started playing classical music, uh, like most uh, horn players. And uh, maybe when I was... 14 15 i'm really into sports so you know i played football for five six years and then i uh, played basketball did mma did a bunch of stuff and i guess when i was a teenager i started being dis- uh disinterested in in uh, the music thing i was like no i want to be a football player i want to be this i want to be that and um i guess i got bored by the classical part of it yeah. and then my my parents uh, they're like well maybe you should try some other styles you know and they got me in touch with this uh, jazz guy in Ottawa, uh, who started giving giving me lessons, and I I just went crazy. Like I I found out about Louis Armstrong, and then uh, uh, Clark Terry, and then Lee Morgan, and then Clifford Brown, and all these like trumpet jazz heroes, and I just went crazy and started like really getting into it. And uh I kind of always knew that was going to be my job at some point.
0: So what was the first live jazz show you saw that blew you away that made you think, I want to do this? Mm,
1: That's a good question. Because as long as I can remember, like every jazz show that I've seen, uh, what was the first one? I remember uh, Lionel Weke, the guitar player, coming to my... Because I'm from the north of Quebec, like a very small city, like eight-hour drive north of of, uh, Montreal and uh, there's like a festival that's happening there it's a guitar festival and for some reason I don't know how Lionel Weke ended up playing there like in the most like remote place you could imagine in (laughs) Canada (laughs) and he just he came there with his trio I might have been like 16 and I remember all these guys like nobody knew about jazz you know so he finished his show people were like okay cool and then they just left but me I was like Oh, this is crazy! This is amazing, and he spoke French too. So I went to him. And I'm like, man, this is so great! I love what you did, and he's like, oh, we sh- you are you sticking around? Like we could jam and stuff, you know? So the show blew me away, and then we we had a chance to like jam together, and we went to a little club where there was a jam session, and I was like, I want to be like this guy, you know? I want to live that yeah. life,
0: yeah. That's a great story, man. I mean, and that's kind of the spirit of jazz is that the elders are always very cognizant of young players that are out there. And there's this fostering of that talent and that drive. So, I mean, was that the corner you rounded where you were like, all right, this is it. I'm going to put sports to the side and it's going to be music.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I I went to the, we have um, a thing called CJeP here in uh, Quebec. It's like a a two to three year period between high school and university. Um, and you can start to like focus on a subject. So I I chose music and,
0: you know, I went, I went all in. Right on. So what was the stage that you always felt like you wanted to play on and dream realized you finally got to play on it?
1: I guess it's our own jazz fest here in Montreal. It's a, it's become one of the biggest jazz fest in the world. Uh, I think it's, it's the biggest in attendance if I'm not mistaken. So um and just last year uh, i got an offer to play on the main stage with my own project it's it's like a stage that i've played a couple times with different pop artists uh, and all that but when you you go there to play your own music it's a whole different feeling like i, I you know because i play a, a lot so i don't really get nervous or anything like that anymore but for this one man i w- walked on stage and there was maybe 12,000 people i don't know just waiting to hear the music I was like holy crap like that that got me stressed like I maybe be a kid again you know a good stress like oh wow I need to perform well I need to be
0: good this needs to be the show so yeah that was a dream come true so what is it that you like the best about being a professional musician there's all these things that you talked about I mean you know you're making albums you're marketing you're performing live you're doing all these things but what gets you up every day
1: I guess the traveling part is one of the of my favorite. You know, meeting people. I love that stuff. Like I, uh, I, I go on tour with different artists, and you get into these weird festival and weird parts of the world that you didn't imagine that uh, that existed. And then you meet, you know, just like passionate people that really like they love what they're doing because it's they're not always rolling like red carpets for us, and they're not always giving us like the crazy hotels and like. You know, but you you feel that everybody's there just because they love what they're doing. And so I think meeting passionate people is what I really love about that job.
0: So at the end of the day, why do you love jazz?
1: Mm, I guess the improvisation part and the creative aspect of it, like, uh, I feel like I'm playing jazz. I don't have to care that much for like the the views and the 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 amount of people in the room or you know that it's all these things that i i have absolutely no worries about it's just like me and the band we always play at our best like no matter how many people there in in the room we're playing like it's our last gig and it's our last show and uh it's the energy that that we give i think that's my favorite part
0: so Anything coming up live? Anything that you have that's on the radar? Any projects? Anything that's going on?
1: Yes, uh, I'm leaving with this uh, Haitian artist called Vauxambu in Europe uh, in two or three weeks. So we're we're gonna hit UK, um, France, Belgium. Uh, I, th- I guess we got a ten or a dozen dates a bit all around Europe. Yeah. And then uh, I'm coming back for the summer and, you know, playing jazz festival and all the stuff in my city
0: is very busy during summer. So it's it's going to be a fun year. So if you could get into a time machine and go back in time and see one jazz show, one musician live, where are you going?
1: Oh, man. Uh, 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 I guess I would have to go for... Clark Terry, which is like my hero, my favorite trumpet player, and I, I keep going back to him. You know, even sometimes I stop listening for a while, and then I always go back to this guy. So I think I think I would have to see him live for sure.
0: Have you seen that movie with Justin Coughlin about him being his mentor? No. Oh, you got to check it out, man! Oh wow, I didn't know that. It was towards kind of the end of his life; he was in bad shape, but he really trained Justin he was kind of his protege and it just kind of gets into the history of clark being in the tonight show band and how he kind of did his thing but focuses also on justin yeah to just search wow. for it check it out you'll dig it oh uh,
1: i'm gonna do that
0: tonight i think yeah for sure, <laughs> sure. So, so at the end of the day everyone has a perception of you family friends fans but you run the show what's your perception of you who do you think you are hmm
1: hmm
0: interesting question
1: uh I guess I'm a very like easygoing person. I'm very simple, you know. I love music and sport. That's pretty much it. I don't I try to take life not too seriously and try to have fun, you know. Um I think that's the idea of me. You know, I try I keep it simple all the time. I don't try to overthink things. I don't try to and i think that what's keep that's what's keeping me happy especially in this job you know sometimes it's difficult It's not always the greatest money or the greatest
0: conditions and all that but uh if you don't overthink it everything's going to be fine right on so glimpse is the latest album Bandcamp, i would presume is the best place to purchase it yes yes and it's on streaming so if anyone wants to find out about your shows to come see you live anything else about your world where is the best place to go
1: uh my website remycormier.com you'll be able to see all the dates and all that stuff that's coming up
0: right on remy this has been great man thank you for yeah, your man. time Thank you for your Thank you story. very much. Yeah, that was interesting. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest cats in Montreal, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Remy for his class and cool. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.